Welcome to Chetting Kea On Air, a series of discussions about topical legal issues hosted by Chetting Kea. We're a full-service law firm based in Istanbul, serving local and international clients. With decades of experience, we provide bespoke legal and compliance advice to law firms, businesses, individuals, entrepreneurs and families. Hello and welcome to uh, the next podcast in our Business and Human Rights uh, series. I'm here today with Atakan Kangerda, uh, who's going to be uh, taking us through uh, the, the next podcast, which is uh, focusing on violence and harassment in the workplace. H- how are you today, Atakan? I'm very good. Thank you, Kevin. How are you? Yeah, very good, thanks. Very good. So, so uh, harassment in the workplace today, I, I understand it's, it's, it's something that's sort of... Uh, focused on a lot in in the western world and you know like the eu uk us but it, it's something that's sort of you know there's there's awareness sort of coming into the the sort of turkey about about it at the moment is that mm-hmm. right or? exactly it's 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 a global hot topic right now and it, it's it's a great time to be uh, discussing um, violence and harassment in the workplace because just last year uh, international labor organization adopted the the new convention on violence and harassment at work so uh, this is a really uh, big development in the global arena excellent and uh, and what's the the significance of this uh, convention the convention was uh, negotiated and drafted by representatives of states, workers, and employees from 187 countries. So it's a very inclusive um, negotiation process. And it will enter into force on June 25th, uh, 2021. Okay. And simply put, it is the first ever global convention to combat violence and harassment in the world of work. For the first time, the right to a world of work free from violence and harassment has been articulated in an international treaty and there's now a clear and common framework to prevent and address violence and harassment based on an inclusive, integrated and gender-responsive approach. So certainly this convention will have far-reaching effects for private enterprises. Okay, and, and has Turkey ratified the convention? Not yet. It, uh, Turkey hasn't ratified the convention yet. But during the uh, negotiation process, representatives of the Republic of Turkey supported the convention. And this gives us a clue that Turkey will be ratifying the convention on violence and harassment at work in the near future. And also, the EU Commission called on EU member states to ratify the convention, and many other states are preparing for ratification. So it's a, it's a topic that's certainly on the agenda of uh, many states. Okay, that, that sounds great. And, you know, could you sort of explain to, you know, those that might be listening now and tell them what the main points in this convention are? Sure. Um, the convention uh, basically calls upon the governments and uh, private enterprises to take necessary measures to eradicate violence and harassment at work. This is essentially a human rights convention, and it recognizes that everybody has a right to work at a workplace free from violence and harassment. And it's a very uh, inclusive convention. It, it applies to public and private sectors, formal and informal economy, urban and rural areas. It even applies to uh, job applicants. 
So this uh, just shows that the scope of the convention really transcends the protection under labor law or contract law in uh, many national systems. Okay, that sounds um, you know quite interesting, quite a big deal for, for for people to take notice of. You know, what what can you tell those listening? You know, what cons- constitutes violence and harassment in the workplace, Attica? So the ILO convention makes a broad definition of the term and says that violence and harassment in the world of work refers to a range of unacceptable behaviors and practices or threats, whether a single occurrence or repeated, that aim at result in or are likely to result in physical, psychological, sexual, or economic harm and it includes uh, gender-based violence and harassment. So there are really different forms of harassment, as we can see. And it can be um, physical, psychological, sexual. It can be one-off incidents. It can be uh, more systematic patterns of behavior. It can be amongst colleagues, between superiors and subordinates, or uh, by third parties, such as clients, customers, and it can range from minor cases of disrespect to more serious acts, including criminal offenses, which require the intervention of uh, public authorities. And examples of unacceptable behavior can include, of course, this is not a, a limited list, but it can include physical assaults, mobbing, bullying, insulting, destroying one's uh, image, discrimination based on race, sex, religion, or any other grounds. It can also include verbal harassment, lifting clothes, and and it can get as severe as rape. Okay. Uh, It it sounds like, you know, it's involving a lot of different things, and uh, it's not an exhaustive uh, list, like you say, that, you know, that's just, you know, to give our listeners a bit of an idea. It'd be great to sort of move on to, you know, what what the the Turkish law and practice is now. Um, You know, where does Turkey stand in addressing violence and harassment at work? So Turkey is party to all major international human rights conventions that address violence and harassment at work, including the European Convention on Human Rights, European Social Charter, International Covenant on Economic, Social and Cultural Rights, and the Convention on the Elimination of discrimination against women, and so on. So these uh, international legal instruments indirectly address violence and harassment at work. And Turkey is a party to all these conventions, so it has international obligations in this regard. In its domestic legal framework, uh, the Turkish constitution does not have an explicit provision on violence and harassment at work, but uh, this is, of course, very acceptable because constitutions don't have specific provisions like this. But what it has uh, is that it guarantees the right to physical and mental integrity as well as the right to respect for their private life. So, And it also provides a prohibition on discrimination based on race, sex, religion, and other grounds. Similar to that, Turkish Labor Code uh, also provides for the equal treatment principle and it prohibits uh, discrimination at work. So there's clearly a domestic uh, legal framework on this, but it's 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 here and there. It's not uh, an integrated uh, sort of framework. And if Turkey uh, ratifies this new convention, it will have to have an integrated approach, and it will have to um, provide national policies, enact new legislation, and have 
regulations in this regard to have an integrated and common framework to deal with this issue. And uh, of course, if uh, the unacceptable uh, behavior is a severe one, it will lead to uh, the involvement of a criminal justice system uh, based on the provisions of Turkish penal code. So here, the criminal uh, law is also involved, and um, the crimes that 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 can come to mind are defamation, duress, extortion, torment, or sexual assault. Okay, and you know, what about the the, the domestic court cases in Turkey? Would you say that they're in line with recent international developments? Uh, certainly, there is room for improvement, and I think once Turkey ratifies, as I said, the ILO Convention on Violence and Harassment at Work, the new domestic legislation will be enacted, which will provide the judiciary with more ammunition, so to speak, to tackle this issue and provide more protection for employees. Mm-hmm. And I can uh, give you some examples uh, about the, some of the recent judgments yeah. of uh, apex courts in Turkey. Um, for instance, in a case concerning the dismissal of a pregnant employee, the Court of Cassation held that the employer breached the equal treatment principle under Turkish Labor Code since the court found that the employee was dismissed for unfounded reasons and Actually, the underlying reason for her dismissal was her being pregnant. And, and this is uh, unacceptable in the world of work that's free from uh, violence and harassment. Yeah. And another example would be in a recent judgment of uh, 2020, the Court of Cassation held that uh, sexual harassment at work is a violation of personality rights and the right to freely work. It also acknowledged that uh, women are disproportionately affected by sexual harassment at work and held that sexual harassment is the primary obstacle before women at work. So this is a very big development in Turkey. And in, in another case, also in 2020, the Turkish Constitutional Court held that an applicant's right to an effective remedy has been violated since the lower courts did not effectively review the applicant's allegations that he was subjected to mobbing at his workplace. So clearly, violence and harassment at work has its place in Turkish uh, law and practice, and companies should be aware of the risks that they have in this regard. Okay, it's a a really good sort of description, you know, of of, of where things are at in Turkey at the moment. What what can companies do to, to address harassment in, in the workplace? So uh, the goal of a company should be to prevent the risk of harassment and violence in the workplace before any incident arise. And also it is really important that companies go beyond the strict uh, requirements in national laws. They should be the uh, also the drivers of change internally and also in their supply chain. And even if the countries a company operates in have not ratified the ILO convention, it is certainly a a good business practice to fulfill the requirements of the convention. And because this will lead to a better brand image, it will increase the productivity of the employees, and it will eventually lead to a sustainable human resources management. And uh, now turning to your question of what companies can actually do, there are a number of uh, points I can make. So first, 
Adopting a clear policy statement stating that uh, violence and harassment is not tolerated within the company is, is crucial. This statement uh, should be, of course, drafted uh, in consultation with uh, experts and also the employees of the company. It should not be a top-down sort of decision. Okay. Secondly, there should be uh, clear procedures in place to be followed when cases arise. Some pre-existing procedures of the company may be suitable, actually, for dealing with harassment and violence in the workplace. Some good practices include appointing a trusted person by the management and also the workers who is available to give advice and assistance on an anonymous basis. Also, uh, establishing whistleblower hotlines through which anonymous complaints can be filed is also uh, another good business practice. And these complaints should be going directly to an independent body within the company. This is very important. And this could be an auditing department or any other independent body within the company to review the complaints and, and take action based on these. Third, Another very crucial point is raising awareness and appropriate training. And th this is very crucial to eradicate the violence and harassment from the workplace. And these trainings should be mandatory to all managers and workers of the company. And also uh, external support should be sought from experts in, in giving these trainings. And lastly, uh, I can say that the top management of the company uh, should be on board and they should be true believers of a workplace without violence and harassment. This is also another key point. Excellent, excellent. So, so you, you've really gone through some sort of good points there that, you know, people can take on board. And, uh, I mean, it, and it, it's about sort of actually believing it yourself, even if you're sort of like a senior manager, uh, so that you can sort of put these processes through and, and, and that people will take notice of them. Do, do you have anything else to add? Well, the last thing I'll be saying is that the key here is that companies uh, not only should be talking the talk, but they also should be walking the talk. What this means is that if an incident occurs in a company, an action must be taken. If a behavior is found to be unacceptable within the company, that person must leave the company. Because otherwise, the integrity of the company will be questioned and it will have uh, negative consequences in the future. Excellent, excellent. Okay, fantastic information. Thanks very much for, for running through it with us. Thank you. You, you can uh, get in touch with Atakan um, if you go on our website if you want to know anything more about this topic. Atakan's biography is up there. He's also going to be uh, writing an article that's coming out. It's nearly with us, I believe, exactly. uh, uh, on, the, on the same topic where he's going to be giving a, a little bit different information. And we will be back in the future with more business and human rights uh, podcasts uh, giving, giving some insight. Thanks very much. If you have any feedback on this podcast or would like to recommend other topics for us to discuss, you can contact us at info at Also, for more information on what we do and our other insights, please visit our webpage, chettingkea.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.